What's going on, guys? This is your Anime DJ's BS Hour, our Thanksgiving edition. We got our guy Kriegs here back again to be our guest. How you doing, Kriegs? Good. I'm doing good. How you doing, Bass? Man, fantastic. Fantastic. We about to talk about a lot of fun things. Uh, I got my co-host uh, Dan and Tyler here as well. So, uh, <laughs> so this is the howdy all the time, bro. Of course, of course. I love it. I love it. Uh, so this is episode 42. Uh, on this rendition of the BS Hour, we'll be doing a first look of Food Wars. And then following that up with some more crackpot theories. This will be, be part three. I love that segment. It's one of my favorites. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, I just love it. I eat it, it up. It's like the OG OG segment. Like we did it on our first episode. Yes, sir. Did we? <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, we did. Right. Definitely. We're going back to our roots, boys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right, guys. Uh, so let's get into some news. What you guys got for us? Yeah, so uh, we finally got the subtitled version of the first Mashal season two trailer. And uh, it's set for January. It turns out it's going to focus on the Divine Visionary Candidate exam. So I'm pretty hyped to see Mash with his lack of magic dominate the Divine Visionary Candidate exam. Because we know it's going to happen like that. Excellent. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, I can't wait to get some more Mashal in my life. It's basically like a tournament arc, right? Is what it sounds like. I sure hope so. <laughs> I'm excited for some crazy magic and just mash punch and shit. Yeah, I mean, is, is mash the next tournament anime? Uh, tournament anime? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I guess uh, the next thing we got is Sim, which is Silence is Mine. The band who did Rumbling from AOT announced a North American tour in 2024. Um, I guess... They're, I guess you should check out and see if they're coming to a city near you. Um, I didn't even know about this, so pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's like an award-winning band, according to Crunchyroll. They won Anime Song of the Year last year, so that should be really fun. Um, I think they've done some other anime openings as well, but if you're into that heavier alternative music, it definitely be something fun to check out if it's at a city near you. Heck yeah, I'm Googling whether it's coming to Charlotte right now. Yeah, that's actually... <laughs> Last stops in Boston, baby. Oh, you lucky <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> if only, uh, if only, uh, what's their name? Shit, uh, uh, the the singers of Oceanoko's. Uh, oh, OP. yeah, Selby or yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. If only they would come to the states, bro. Imagine. Oh, and yeah. this is nuts. Yeah, we have a uh, sim is actually coming to like it's like twenty different stops in the U.S. and. Okay. Charlotte is one of them. They'd be playing at the Underground for anybody interested. Ooh. Might have to check that out. May there 10th. you go. Yes, sir. I, th I think if I wanted to see one anime band or anime opening band, I would definitely want to see Man with a Mission because I want to see a bunch of dudes rocking out in giant wolf heads. <laughs> that sounds pretty lit. Dude, their music's banging, too. They did uh, Raise Your Flag from um, that Gundam show I made you guys watch. Oh, IBO? Yeah. Very good. What else do they do? Uh, they did the Demon Slayer song uh, for season three. Yeah. Okay. I got some oh. haters. I All remember right. you talking about the wolf-headed shit, so. Awesome. Then the last bit of news we got is Anime NYC has been moved up to August. 
So it's going to be the 23rd through the 25th in 2024. And they did that to increase the amount of floor space they had. So anime NYC is coming back earlier, bigger and better. I wouldn't know. I've never been there, but maybe maybe the weekends <laughs> make a little trip. You know, maybe that's our that's our con we go to this year. That would be <laughs> worth it. I, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I've been meaning to go to that. My friend went to that the past one, and it looked really cool. So yeah, I'll see you guys there. I might I might have to book that August twenty third. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So guys, you want to get into it? Let's do it. Yep. So we're going to be starting with a first look at Food Wars. So this is an anime that premiered in 2015. It's animated by JC Staff, and season one has an 8.15 on Mal. So to start, Food Wars is a story about a young sous chef, Soma Yukihira, who gets thrown into Totsuki Culinary Academy, a prestigious culinary school full of fucking snobs with a graduation (laughs) rate of 10%. Someone's been in the kitchen his whole life, chefing that shit up, and wants to make it to the top of the class. So yeah. I guess to start, how'd you guys feel about the opener? I, I thought don't... it banged, personally. Dude, I was getting, like, OG Naruto vibes. Like, when I, like, I didn't realize Food Wars came out in 2015. I was like, oh, this has to be, like, a mid-2000s, like, shonen bop. You know, that's, like, the vibe I got from it. Yeah, likewise, man. Uh, also, the animation made me think it was like mid 2000s. So it threw me for a loop when I saw it was made in 2015. Yeah, the yeah. visuals was really, really good, I thought. Uh, and I honestly liked the OP better than I did the ED um, for the most part. So the music I mean, and the visuals. The visuals for the ED were uh, something else. Not good. <laughs> Not good. That was a lot of titties. Oh, they get better, but no, the openings. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but no, the opening is they do that shonen thing where they something intense happens in the show. They'll play the original opening. And I don't know why I love that, but yeah, visuals very well done. You know, they could they do a good job when they make you hungry looking at anime food. Mm-hmm. That's what's I mean, like. Yeah. I mean, with a name like Food Wars, they better be making me hungry, you know? Yeah. Uh, I thought the the ending song Spice was a little bit better. That was my favorite. The visuals, not so great with my thing, but <laughs> the actual song itself, I thought, went went harder. I did love in the ED when they were having all the naked people like riding kitchen ingredients lying down and it had, I think it was a shiki, just like riding a banana like you had a huge yep. dick. I was like, that's, that's, that guy's got confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, uh, as far as the ending goes, like the um, when they was all at the table at the very end, um, I felt like the song just like was so much better at that time, and I really enjoyed that part of the ED. If you know what I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, where they're all like, sitting at the table and they're yeah. just repeating their actions or whatever. It's it like the cool. Last Supper. Yeah. yeah, it was like the Last Supper, dude. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, to first opening scene of this, I was kind of surprised I wasn't expecting this. The first thing you see is the word disgusting, like slowly spelt out. And then we see that Soma has prepared some fried peanut butter squid. And I'm sitting there this entire time like, I thought this kid was a good chef. What the fuck is he doing? Like peanut butter and squid? 
It was a terrible combination. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was definitely interesting um because like I didn't think it would start off with like the whole disgusting thing especially for the main character. Like you would think you would show like good food, you know, at first, so yeah, that's what I was prepared for. I, I thought this guy, our, our MC here, was going to be like a terrible chef to start off. And I, I was um, w- woken <laughs> up to the fact that he was actually A-plus class. Yeah, I mean, that little cook-off we had with him and his dad was pretty lit. You know, that fried rice looked really good. Thankfully, after seeing peanut butter-covered squid, he chefed something up that made me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Seems yeah. like those guys, uh, those two, the Soma and his father, just like making really good food and really terrible food. So just playing with some flavors, which I appreciate as a home chef. You got to experiment, you know? For sure, for sure. Maybe peanut butter on squid would be incredible. I don't know. I don't normally go out of my way to eat squid, so. Yeah, I'm not brave enough to try that combo. You ever do anything like that, Bass? Like experiment like that? Um, I like put different sauces from, from different dishes with different proteins and th- stuff like that, but nothing like a fried peanut butter squid. Nothing that extreme. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten pretty adventurous in the kitchen, especially on those days when, like, you don't want to go to the grocery store, and you're like, what the fuck do I have? <laughs> and you're like, all right, I'm going to take leftover meatloaf and turn it into a fried rice. Why not? Screw it. Yeah. I, I've done I don't stuff. put peanut butter on it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, I've done things like I had, like, some Italian meatballs, and I put, like, a Korean uh, gochujang sauce on it, and it was actually one of my favorite dishes i actually make it all the time though so you got to play around a little bit well the best i got is i put barbecue and mashed potatoes one time and it was pretty good that sounds really good actually sounds pretty good (laughs) yeah i think i need to go eat dinner actually (laughs) oh man we're gonna get into potatoes in a little bit too so for sure uh did this opening scene like pull you guys in or it make you like kind of like hesitant to keep watching I'd say it pulled me in. I mean, it started off with a, like a joke because you're like, wait, why is it saying disgusting? And then he's just like, he gets Soma cracks me up. He gets pleasure out of giving people that nasty food. Like, oh, yeah, he's a sicko. Yeah, he's kind of a sicko. This was a failure. Enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> Eat it. Now. Yeah, and then he goes to his book and he writes it down. And I'm like, jeez, dude. <sighs> It was also interesting that he was like out back of the of the of the kitchen, like in the alley cooking up shit. I was like, what are you doing out here, brother? (laughs) (laughs) But like the scene. So after the cooking battle, he makes this little this girl eat this squid. Right. And um, I did not know I signed up for tentacle porn. So I was very (laughs) I almost turned this shit off. I was like, I don't know if I can watch this, man. Like this is this Uh, is too much for Daniel right here. So, yeah, me and Tyler were talking about this. I was like, Dan, Dan's going to be in for a rude awakening here. I was like, I hope you're ready, bro, to defend the show. I'll defend it. I will defend it. Like, good luck. The food chasms were funny, but like the the squid groping like a 15 year old girl was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, was didn't sign up for that. Like Dan said, didn't see it coming. I don't understand why they had that in the first five minutes, though. You know, like maybe if they introduced that later on down the line um, or something, it could have been 
I'm not saying it was good, but it could have been it could have been better than the first five minutes because I feel like a lot of people probably would have turned the TV off at that point. Oh, yeah. um, you definitely do wild. not watch this with your parents in the room. No. You, you go to your room, <laughs> you shut the door, you lock it, you turn the lights off. <laughs> and you put on headphones because the yeah. just the sounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's I was like watching it last night and I didn't realize I had the TV on up to like 35 and oh, there were just no. like orgasmic screams flying up my <laughs> staircase to my bedroom where my wife is like watching TV. And I was like... I should turn this down. <laughs> <laughs> I should put my AirPods in. <laughs> I just <laughs> Nah, I'm trying to watch that on the big screen, boy. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it was definitely different. Like I don't mind the uh, like the the way they visualize stuff afterwards. I actually really enjoy that because it's unique, you know. Um you know how they visualize what they're feeling kind of, especially uh the god tongue. She does it really well, but as far as the the tentacle thing, I felt like that went a little too far, honestly. Um, but it is what it is. So especially in the first five minutes, you know. So yeah, yes. I was like, is this actually hentai? Like I knew it was, <laughs> I knew it was something, so, but this is a lot. <laughs> so I want to touch on that. Do you guys kind of know how? Um, who created Food Wars and all that? Do you guys know a little backstory about that? Yeah, was it like a, wasn't it a guy wrote it and then like he hired a hentai artist to do the manga like yeah <laughs> so that explains why it's an etchy so the one creator i think his name yuto su i'm gonna butcher this suduka he wrote the story but he wanted someone to draw it so he hired shun seikai and this guy is a well-known hentai artist mm, okay. so this mm-hmm. kind of explains why you know you guys got really uncomfortable seeing the tentacles and why the guys are all really handsome. The girls are all really good looking. It tracks perfectly. That makes sense. See? See? Now you, now you get I it. Mean, yeah, I, I get it, but uh, don't know if I like it. <laughs> they toned it down a little bit. Like, I didn't mind, like, the, like, the foodgasm scenes, but the tentacles were just a lot. Yes, well, yes. We don't really see it anymore in the first... Uh, Five episodes I watched. I didn't really see that anymore, right? You see it one more time. One more time in the first five episodes. Oh, one more? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, the not that extent, do you? I don't think the squid tentacle went up a skirt, but it was it was grabbing her pretty good. There was, there was, was a full squid. There was there was good grip. Yeah. Great yeah. grip. Okay. The suction cups were a gripping. Well, the first, time, the first time we seen it, it was implying that things, you know, went really far. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I went, oh boy, what am I watching? <laughs> Me personally, Dance. I would have turned it off uh, after that. So if I, I didn't have to watch like... it for, for you guys, I would have turned that shit off immediately. Me and Tyler standing here like, yeah, what's the issue? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> this is actually kind of light, you know? I'm used to, I'm used to the tentacles ripping clothes off and stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, I see it as an issue uh, for being the first five minutes, you know? Uh, like, I've Obviously, obviously, that's going to scare away people, obviously. So uh, <laughs> there's a reason uh, this has been at the back of my watch list for like three years now. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. When you mentioned that a few episodes, Dan, I mean, probably several at this point, 
that people were having food gasms. I was like, you know, it's like something people say when they like their food. But (laughs) this shit is wild, boy. (laughs) So I guess before we get further into the plot, did anyone like so I watched it subbed and I turned it on dubbed accidentally for like five seconds. And with this is trash and just switched it. So I was I mean, gonna I ask a little bit, dude, but I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, so I switched it back to sub because it goes really hard on the subbed. I feel like I, I switched it to dub after the tentacle scene because I just oh, there's no way I was gonna sit there and pay attention and and, and uh, read shit fair, while I watch fair, this. Fair enough. So you just had to be able to close your eyes. Needed that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it in real time. That's that's awesome, bro. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. I watched it a couple years back. I watched it dubbed, and then season five came out. I watched it sub, but for the rewatch, I watched it subbed. So I was gonna ask, did you? Did anybody get to Erina's voice dub? No, I didn't. I, I only didn't. watched it first. Oh, uh, you guys missed a treat. Minutes. You missed a really good treat. Is it good? So I I can't remember who the voice actor is, but they go with like a Valley Girl accent. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, I did actually get there. Soma Yukihira. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is the dub. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I know. See, I was into it, too. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I got to stop playing Yandere Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> you legit play Yandere, Yandere Simulator, too? No, I'm, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we learned a little something about our boy Tyler today. He uh, he plays a certain game to uh, do a certain thing, and it's Yandere Simulator. I only played this one game with because, the lights off. You know, he I turns the neon lights off yeah. because of a friend. You know, uh, said that they had played it, and it was really hard. And I said, "Well, I can beat it because I I I'm watch sure those shows. I know how Yandere's act." You know who the the friend was? Is the little Minato on his left shoulder right now? That's the little <laughs> friend you told him. Fair enough. I'll I'll defend Tyler. Tyler, I <laughs> I don't know if you know this game, Doki Doki Literature Club. I've heard of it before. Yeah. So it's kind of like a romance simulator, and there's a yandere, there's a normal path. I downloaded this, and I was ready to play it, and then my brother needed his computer back, and I never got to play it. So. Uh. If you want a great dating simulator, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Finger Looking So Good Dating Simulator is the one you want to play. It's great. Is that <laughs> legit? Oh, yeah. yeah I, used 100%. Stream, I used to stream it like once a year and I would get really into the characters and it was God. It was something else, man. I had to get hammered to play this game. <laughs> and I'd always be in chat just handing out the bits. Handing <laughs> them out. <laughs> Love that shit. It's A plus content, man. Really. Uh, I think I think Dan even didn't Dan see me streaming Yandere Simulator one time. Oh, maybe I popped it. Was like, what the fuck are you doing? And just laugh. Is <laughs> <laughs> I streamed it on Twitch, and then I think I got a warning after some. Well, you got a warning <laughs> that for that is comedy. Probably, I think so, because it was like very uh, aggressive violence in it. So, oh jeez, you was trying to get with senpai, and your rivals was trying to kill you, bro. Dude, don't get so. me started on Colonel Sanders, senpai. He's he's a man. He's a man's man. <laughs> well, uh, do you guys want to get back to food wars? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry about but, that. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, the first uh, episode, like we said, has a food contest between Soma and his father. 
and he's lost, I think it was 489 times. Yes, sir. So he's coming up on the big 500. And during all this, so they feed the fried rice to all the customers and Takeo, a businesswoman with some big cannons, comes to try and take their shop. But Soma makes her a dish to go away. And this is like the first scene where we really see a lot of food gasming. I'll say it. <laughs> and before that, like Taiko is a bitch. Like she vandalized the shit out of this place. She destroyed all the food in the kitchen. Like, fuck this chick. She should be in jail. And someone's out here making her a nice meal. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Call the cops. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Get the fuck out of there, dude. You don't know what she's capable of. Oh, we saw what she's capable of, and it's vandalism. Like, gr- what's it? Like, uh, grand vandalism? That was easily over $10,000 worth of Oh, hell yeah. Hell, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, the thing that you're missing here, Dan, is that he made a promise. He made an agreement with her that if he wasn't able to serve his customers what they wanted, and he would shut it down. And he's a man of his word. And that makes you fucking break the law to that extent, dude? Like, what a yeah. bitch. I'm not saying that she was right. She is a bitch, but Soma <laughs> held up to his word, you know? And he, this is what, I think this is what makes it stand out so much is that he was able to make a dish for her. Like, it's so intense, bro. Like, that, that's, that's one of the reasons I like this show. It's the intensity. So he was shepherded up pretty intensely and like he was pretty creative here, too. So she ruined all the meat that was in the restaurant. And conveniently, he had been grocery shopping for breakfast. So homie made a gotcha pork roast. And it was literally just like mashed potatoes rolled into a loaf, then wrapped in bacon. And this shit looked so fucking good. Looked like money. Yeah, Yeah. I want to make this now. Yeah, the, the show makes you want to do this. <laughs> maybe, maybe on a smaller scale, because I don't want to make like like a, a full pork roast size thing oh. of this. But like, yeah, yeah, maybe like I, a little like you know hand size, yeah, like a, yeah, like like a potato sized. Like maybe make a couple of them in case they're not good. <laughs> I'm sure it would be though. Like I mean, like he was saying in the show, like the the, the bacon fat getting to the the potatoes. Oh yeah, it oh. would hit. It would hit. Yeah, add some spices they, in that bitch. Woo! Yeah, they boil it, get those potatoes nice and soft. Wrap that bacon, juices go all in. The bacon's crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. Heck, I'm going downstairs and make them right now. <laughs> we cook it with bacon grease now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so when uh, Tycho, the business chick, uh, eats this food, we see our first food gasm. And I was I was into this. She was she was a baddie. <laughs> and she yeah. had she had that like step on me mommy mentality that you guys know I love so much. And well let me tell you, you should check this scene out. <laughs> you know, it was it was uh it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> her clothes like were flying off, her titties were flapping in the wind. It was it was a whole lot. It's called Art Bass. Read a book. <laughs> now, to be fair, they did okay. not forget the husbandos. They had yeah. men with their clothes popping That's off. True. That's true. That's true. That was fair. I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, too. I laughed a lot seeing seeing all three of them, like their clothes just rip off, too. I was like, damn, okay. Okay. 
It's interesting. Yes, and uh, th- there was there was one a couple of frames where it was like two lumps of human flesh, and I, I was like, "Are those titties, or did I just look at a man's ass?" <laughs> does it really matter though? It, it does. It does just, to me. Just imagine her titties, bro. It's fine. I think the best part of that is the tease where someone lets her have like a bite, and he takes the plate away. And it's like t- she's like, "No, come back! I want more." I'm like, "Oh my god, I need it!" <laughs> I was like, there's the hentai artist coming back. Yeah. I, I was just sitting there like, why are people literally like busting nuts over food? Uh-huh. Never in my yeah. life. I've had some good plates. I've cooked some good plates, but like, God damn. Yeah. I was just, I've had some really good food, but not enough to make me uh, need to change my pants after. But like, I think it's a funny use of comedy in this sense. You know, like it's funny. It's as long as there's not tentacles. I'm cool with it. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like the uh, damn. Okay, never mind. I forgot what I was gonna say. It oh, was there, issues. then I just lost it. The tentacles just made me. Just... <laughs> My mind is an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after this, um, and uh, Soma pretty much fights to keep the shop open, but his father kind of tells him, "We're shutting it down anyway." And I'm actually going to be leaving for the United States. And he, this is when he enrolls his son at Totsuki Academy, uh, which Dan mentioned has a 10% graduation rate. I thought this was some prime fuckboy activity. The man's going to New York City, the like, perfect place to raise like a, 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 a great chef, a three-star Michelin chef, and he leaves his son in Japan. Granted, at a great culinary school, but I was like, you're just going to leave your son on like a day notice? Yeah, that was kind of fucked up. But, like, I feel like he has a purpose here, you know? Like, I mean, we haven't learned this yet, but I feel like Soma's dad had to go to that academy. And that's where he learned a lot of his skills. And then he took those and traveled the world. And that's why he has all these crazy techniques that he has now. Because he learned the basics here, and then he went and did his thing, you know? So, like, I feel like he's setting him up for success. First, bringing him to the United States where they're going to stick him in some crappy school that doesn't revolve around food, you know? Yeah, he's right. I mean, yeah, that's fair. But now your son has abandonment issues, so yeah. Mm, I don't think Soma Soma really like sees yeah, it like that. Though, I don't you think know? he cares all that much. But he, if it was me, <laughs> if it was me, yeah. I'd crumble under the pressure. I'd be mad. Soma's like, just pissed off that like he he can't face his dad one more time, you know, and and he can't run the business. He wants to run that business so bad, so. It's like I defended this restaurant's honor. I kicked the, you know, people wanted to make the luxury apartments here, and then oh, we're closing it anyway. Oh, you got to go to the school. I'm like, wait, what? What was the whole point of this? He he didn't say they were closing it permanently. They said they were shutting the doors for three years while he goes to the school. And like from that, I was like, oh, so he gets the keys to the shop when he graduates. Pretty much, yeah. But then I didn't realize that there's like a ten percent chance that he doesn't you know, that he actually succeeds at this school. Otherwise, he's probably going to fail out, so. Right, and I want to get into that 10% part. Uh-huh. Okay, if there's a if there's a school and only 10% of the kids graduate, is the school prestigious or are you guys just bad at teaching? Like, what the fuck's going on at your school? What are y'all's thoughts on that? I, I thought that was a little sideways. 
I think it's just how strict they actually are. Um, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't really sure at the beginning, but you know, after seeing a couple episodes of the school itself, you know, they got some really uh, dickish teachers. Um, oh, no. and um, I like requirements. I I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. So I guess y'all seen it as well. Yeah. So I don't want to get too far ahead, but. There is a challenge, and I won't spoil too much, where they invite a former top student, and he's just kind of introducing himself. He's like, oh, you in the third row, fourth column. Yeah, you. Um, you put citrus in your shampoo, right? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're out of here. That would mess with your food. I'm not even kidding. They're that strict. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Wait, I, I, I can't have citrus in my shampoo. That makes Seriously, sense. Seriously. Because he used flavored shampoo. He's like, that's going to affect the aroma of your food. Get the hell out of here. And he, he literally kicks him out of the school for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. What if all my hair to smell good? And then as we go on, the challenges just keep getting harder and harder. It's the typical shonen. You know, the enemies keep getting tougher. But yeah, it is a rough school. Like, I would not be going here no i'd be in shambles bro i, I hardly got through my finance degree fuck <laughs> <laughs> one of the yeah. one of the things that i can compare this to i think is uh blue lock honestly uh how they do it uh with ego if you remember uh i, I feel like this is almost the same situation where ego is just like pitting them together I mean, pitting them against each other and making unrealistic requests. And in order to, you know, surpass and keep on moving, you have to do it. But those requests are very, very hard, and it's not likely that you will complete them. And you need to be a certified psychopath to complete them. Pretty much um, is what I'm getting right now. So. Very good, very good. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I uh, I had a teacher, well, a professor uh, at college. I think 40% of us like passed an exam and he was like, you know what? I failed you guys. You guys failed the exam because of me. And he like retaught everything. Great guy. Great oh. guy. Love this dude. And it just like made me think of that. Um, so, yeah. Um, outside of this, guys, were there some characters that you guys liked or disliked in particular? Yeah, so, you know, like, I like Soma, but, like, he seemed really one-dimensional to me. So I'm hoping that we see some, like, conflict or strife with him because, like, him just coming in off the street and just, like, kicking everybody's ass in these cooking competitions, tying number seven of this, the top ten elite council or whatever they're called. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, you figure, like, you have to have a little conflict in there. And um, I'm hoping, you know, he opens up a little bit and has some actual challenges because in the first five episodes he was just kind of doing his thing getting drunk off that rice juice (laughs) which i really enjoyed i thought that was funny like this woman is just in there making sake all day i like that they put on the screen though that uh it's actually really juice i wonder wonder if it was actually like juice juice or like you know alcohol juice Oh, this was like the wine I used to make in my closet freshman year where I put yeast inside of like a a thing of juice and like put a balloon (laughs) on top of it. That's what this was. This was, yeah, that's juice, but it's going to get you fucked up. (laughs) True, true. That, uh, that, that jailhouse shit, you know, we used to sell that in high school. 
twenty twenty dollars for a two liter, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um another one that I really liked uh personally was Ashiki, which is the number seven mm-hmm. that Dan was talking about. Uh he he basically goes around cooking in his apron with nothing else on, which is very funny to me. Dude, his butt dance. That shit was funny. Like he's just in an apron shaking his ass in front of two dudes. I was like, I would be incredibly uncomfortable if this was me. But this is funny. This is just dumb humor. And I like dumb humor. But I also really liked Ashiki. He was probably my favorite character we've seen so far because like he's doing all this gaggy, stupid shit. And then he gets super serious while still wearing nothing but an apron. <laughs> and he's like, We're gonna have a cook off, buddy. Get ready. So I really enjoyed that flip of a switch in his character. Gotta lock in sometimes. While in a mama bear apron. Yeah, why not? Do your thing. <laughs> what about y'all? Who's y'all's favorite so far? Um, I'm a big fan of Soma. I think he's hilarious. That chibi style they do with the white eyes always cracks me up. Um, really big fan of Erina and all her valley girl dub. Now, to Dan's point, these characters do develop as the story goes on, and they get more depth, and they get better. So, I don't know if you're continuing to watch, but I, I hope know. you do. It's a really good show. Yeah. Arena was probably my favorite. I was loving the Valley Girl accent. Um, I was eating that one. shit up, and I was, I was absolutely uh, entertained by her being a bitch to Soma. Okay. I was really entertained by her being uh, wearing some, like, goddess attire with a bunch of baby soma angels flying at her while she was uh, eating that that uh that rice dish i was cracking up i was like this uh, she's gonna be too proud to say this was some dang food oh for sure I'm, I'm watching you literally like have a come to jesus moment while eating it come on lady <laughs> and and that's the thing though her visualization is so much better than like most of them because you think it's doing good, and then all of a sudden, the things that are bad pop up. And when they enter, when they come into that uh, dream state or whatever, it's it's really interesting uh, to see that. So, yeah, I love that she was like way more critical. Like like you're saying, Tyler, there was one scene where she um, was like taking a bath, and she found the the food very soothing at first, and then there was a fucking gorilla. In, in the bath as well and she like freaked out i thought that was pretty funny i just i loved how she's like meditating under a waterfall and they're like what the fuck is going on here because this is like no context and then yeah. all of a sudden you see a jukebox smash her in the head and i'm like what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> she's definitely got the best visualizations as of yet as of yeah. episode five for me personally so um, another one that I really uh, liked was the uh, well, not really liked, but the glasses kid. If y'all made it to episode five, you see the glasses kid. He reminds me of the dude from Gintama, bro. Oh, um, Zenji. Uh, maybe his glasses, black hair. Yep, literally looks like the 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 glasses dude from Gintama. Kempachi, uh, Senpachi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he acts he acts klutzy like him too. So. Yeah, he gets better <laughs> in Gintama. Oh yeah, he 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 becomes really badass in Gintama. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, any funniest moments? Uh, favorite scenes out of the whole 
out of the whole uh, first five or six episodes that we watched. Yeah, I think like my favorite part was it was it was an episode one or two. I can't remember which one it was, but with the whole the gotcha pork roast, like that whole scene with clothes exploding everywhere, just from eating some mashed potatoes with bacon on them, like that was hilarious. I really enjoyed that. That was so funny. Uh, Very good for me. I really enjoyed his uh, entrance speech. Honestly, uh, bro, that, that was, was some shit. Yeah, that was hard, bro. <laughs> When you had God Tongue back there in the little camp or the little tent area or whatever, thinking that she got away from him, and you just hear his voice up there just going to town out there. Yeah, and <laughs> then he dying. fucking then he fucking mic drops everybody. <laughs> you guys are trash. <laughs> this is just a stepping stone, bro. <laughs> that shit went hard, dude. That shit went so hard, and I just love how cocky he is. Yeah, he and knows he, he's he knows he's got it. He knows he's got the talent. I think there was one scene where he's like, "I'm not gonna lose to a bunch of kids who have never looked a customer in the face." And I was like, "Yes, that's my boy. You got you got wartime experience in the food wars right now, dude." <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed the failures. Um, outside of the tentacle thing, the failures are really funny to me. He's just forcing the failures on <laughs> failures on the people, and I, I like that. It's funny. I think you like the tentacle thing, dude. Don't lie to us. Hey. I mean. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. You're yum. No worries, man. (laughs) Never that. Yeah. I've seen better hentai, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. I don't want to see your search history. Tyler, just what you got to do is type in this artist and you will find what you're looking for. <laughs> I don't actively look at search for it, but, you know. Just, he's actually typing at his keyboard right now, and we just saw, like, the come-to-Jesus look on his face, like, angels oh. in the background, white light coming down <laughs> on him. All right, I'll be honest here. When I found out he was an anti-artist, I'm like, no way. So I type it in, and I look, you know, go incognito, shut my door. <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, that is Megamine Tadakoro getting dicked down right now. It's like, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. So I'm going to warn you, you're going to see some familiar characters. You're gonna I'm not going to see shit. anything. <laughs> yeah, no. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. I ain't looking that up. <laughs> so he, he does fan fiction, I guess. Fan. Um, so. It's just his drawing style, so those characters look very similar to what he drew in Food Wars. Okay. So it's like, oh, I know who that is. Shit. <laughs> it's <interesting>. Okay. <laughs> Sick little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Good for him. He made money off that. Oh, yeah. All right. So I guess my favorite moment would definitely be the tentacle. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> I'd say it's episode three when Soma gets his first challenge and him and Megami have to cook that dish and those kids sabotage the meat by leaving the lid open and they pour salt in there. And then he's like, eh, just go get another pot. I'll, I'll go get something. I'll be back. And they finish it before the other kids. And he's like, oh yeah, I used honey to uh, kind of help the meat along, decompose it. And then the teacher actually smiles for the first time ever, and they get an A. Dude, That's awesome. That teacher's <laughs> face was just like pure bliss. Yep. And then the other kids screw up the dish anyway. 
Yeah, they actually poured some salt in it and let the the, the sauce burned. reduce. Yeah, yeah. reduce too much and it burned. I that was a uh, beef bourguignon. That's what and, that was. Okay. Yeah, and I that's one of my regular dishes that I cook on like the weekends during football season because it's a braising dish. So I was actually really I was actually really excited to see it in there the anime, go. and I was like, I could probably pass this challenge. Like I have a really good recipe for it uh, that I've made over the last couple of years. But I really uh, like the fact that they use like real cooking techniques um, mm-hmm. using honey or citrus or even yogurt that has certain enzymes in it actually breaks down meat. It doesn't do it as fast as what they showed in the show for the honey, but it works as a tenderizer, which I, I love that little little piece of information. This is definitely. And then there was during um, I think it was episode five when they had a little cook off. He's like, oh, use this French technique. And someone's like, what are you talking about, dude? I just cooked. Like I, this is just what yeah. I, this is my yeah. dad taught me. Like I don't know what you're talking about. He's raw. He's a raw talent. Yes, yeah, I it read like it in that? a book. Well, a magazine. Yeah, cooking cool. <laughs> magazine. Yeah, like dude, kids, kids, bright, very bright, very bright. Um, last thing I wanted to kind of ask you guys was there anything that you would change? Uh, I'll go first because uh, Dan mentioned something and Craig's uh, addressed it was that the uh, Soma felt, felt a little flat. He was kind of like just steamrolling all the challenges. So it's good to hear it does get a little bit harder for him. I just kind of like felt like, okay, he's going to win this challenge. He's not going to have a problem with it through the first five or six episodes. So if that changes, I, I, I could see myself maybe looking at this at a, at a different time. But the, the, the sexualized 15-year-olds were a little much for me. Yeah. That is a lot, but we're looking at that through U.S. based eyes, and the age of consent in Japan is like fourteen. So this oh my is, god, I guess this is kosher. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> it's not kosher to me. Nah, this shit don't fly uh, to me, bro. So this came out in 2015. I can't use my bleach excuse where I was grandfathered in. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's a little too recent for that one, buddy. And you can't use it. <laughs> It's like when you go look at like Britney Spears back in the day, you're like, hey, man, when she was this hot, I was like freaking eight. So this is fine. She's she's hot. Whatever. Right, right, right. (laughs) I used that excuse for bleach one piece. I'm like, hey, I was a teenager when this came out. So y'all can't y'all can't get me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just like thinking like, you know, who 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 is this for? Like, it's it's it didn't seem like it was for kids, but them being 15 definitely threw me off. I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's animated by a uh, hentai artist really just sets the tone there that it's not meant for kids. Right, right, (laughs) right. But like, why not have them in like college at least or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. It just it just it threw me off of the the, the whole thing. So this appeared in Shonen Jump. So I think they were aiming for teenage boys. It's kind of how I that'll do it. That'll do it. But to defend that hentai artist, he can draw. Like, you know, those scenes where they describe the food, like he's like a knight in shining armor. It is incredible. It's like, I was like, is this a different manga? He just takes all this inspiration and all this stuff. And yeah, I I read it and I watched it. So I'm kind of biased. Understood. Understood. Gotcha. So I have a question for you for actually more for like Tyler and Krieger, because like they've read a lot of school based anime and i have not what the hell is with these japanese academies having like overpowered student groups that run schools like i'm watching this i'm like why is this just like kill a kill 
Like, why is why why do the teachers have no power? Like, why are they under the thumb of some student organization? You know, it's just always like that. I don't. I can't really explain it. But you did hit that. Actually, becomes a plot point later on. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. Yeah, I mean, the student council is like usually very prominent in like a lot of the school based things, honestly. Um, but you know, uh, this this don't even feel like like a high school or whatever. This this feels like 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 a college area in in all in all honesty um especially since like it's like a college you know that's that's what it feels like it's like a college and the fact that they made it into a high school type thing was questionable to me um when it could have so been a college scenario so very easily yeah yeah Cause I mean, I feel like it's college area just just from the school alone, you know. Like whatever middle school, high school kid is going to a school like that instead of going to school, you know what I mean? Uh, ones with lots of money who can send their kids to a private school that has dorms. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. really common up in the Northeast. They're all um, over the place like that. Oh yeah. I mean, even are. even in the Southeast, there's a lot of boarding schools. Um, like I I have several friends that once they turned, I think it was uh, old enough for middle school for like ten or eleven or something like that. They got shipped off to boarding school by their parents until they graduated. Then they went to school with me. Jeez. So they were having food gasms and tentacles all happening. In the I, pray to, I pray to God it wouldn't, because most of them were only boys' schools. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> hey, I got this transforming fur cockay rice. Can you try it? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. getting weird. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm getting. I mean, maybe it's because it's like the only other etchy I've ever really watched. Like I'm getting kill a kill vibes from this show, just with like, yeah, exploding clothes, very sexualized images, and the the top ten versus the elite four in kill a kill. You know, it has kind of the same vibe, just very different premise. Extremely different. Yeah, I mean this this show. It honestly could like um, I think it could stand on its own though without like all the etchiness uh that's there because the cooking and stuff like that is so unique and like uh intense and it could do it and it could it could really do it. Um, I understand why it's there though. Yeah, but. I was about to say. I understand why it's there because it adds a lot of comedy to the show. And if it didn't have that, it would just feel like just another shonen, but around food yeah. instead of fighting. You know? Yeah, like, I totally understand why it's there. Uh, maybe it it probably would be even better if if it turned toned it down some. Maybe you know, because uh, then people that aren't a big fan of it, you know, would probably enjoy it even more, you know? So. Yeah, I can definitely see that. All but right, I will guys. Say, Go for it. I really like the action. Like, how, when he was cooking, like, it felt like you were watching, like, Naruto. Yeah. It was hilarious. I really actually enjoyed that. And some <laughs> of them were, like, still shots, and he's just, like, sliding across the, sc- the screen with, like, a knife in his hand. Dude, his knife skills were fantastic clean that clean. man can cut a cabbage up yeah. let me tell you well you know shit was about to go down when you seen his uh uh knife 
this box knife set open up. The briefcase. You see his three knives. The briefcase, dude. He's down here for business. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my knives out, baby. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So, lastly, I'd like to get some ratings of the, the first five episodes and whether you guys would suggest uh, our, our, our listeners uh, take a look at this. Tyler, let's, let's, let's get your opinion first. Um, first thoughts on this. Uh, I thought it was going to be like very, very crazy amounts of etchy. Um, but it's actually uh, not that bad compared to what I thought it was going to be. It's actually more focused on the food um, and that kind of stuff more so than the actual etchiness. Would y'all agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the etchiness just stands out more because it's so over the top. Yeah, I mean, the first five minutes, it was it was a lot. But after that, you only got like a couple of etchy shots each episode, honestly. So um, I think I would hit it around like a probably around a seven for me now, just because it made me laugh a lot. I thought it was really funny. Uh, there was only a couple minor things that I didn't like. Uh, but overall, I think if you are okay with etchy and you know what etchy is and, you know, you enjoy the etchy humor, like if you enjoy things like 100 Girlfriends that really, 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 really love me or love you, whatever, you left you, a couple you'll love this show. Out of there. So uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll really love this show. Uh, it is it is the humor's there, um, for what it's worth. Uh I'm gonna I'm I'm probably gonna keep on watching this. Might watch it dubbed since the since uh Kriegs and them was saying something about the uh, God Tongue's voice was uh, yep. really good, so All right. So uh let's let's hear it, Dan. Yeah, so um, I think it's a very unique show. Like it, the concept itself is is really awesome, um, because like you're getting the food, but like you're also getting like a shonen style battle scene in it. And while the food gasms are a little much, it doesn't take away from the show. I feel like so I'm probably gonna give it right around a seven, like Tyler said. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna keep watching it right now. <laughs> but um i might go back and revisit it you know i think the blend of like culinary creativity strategy and everything else that we've seen so far is really interesting understood understood uh kriegs i'll go so we can end on a positive note um, <laughs> <laughs> um while i did enjoy like 80 percent of, of of the show as i was watching it like tyler said there's like a couple of like edgy moments as you go through it and edgy, that was edgy, dude yeah <laughs> and it was it was definitely throwing me off um that and that they were i guess underage for the united states it it, it made it not feel okay to me um you know if, if, if that's okay in japan that's one thing but if i'm watching it here in america that's how i'm gonna judge it i have only have my eyes uh that being said the food looked amazing i really liked that they were using like real culinary uh tactics and i guess um uh, that was awesome. Some some things that I use myself uh, while I'm cooking in the kitchen. Really love that. Some I thought was a great character. I thought there was some really good characters, but uh, the etchiness 
definitely took away a lot of what uh, I was enjoying. And I'd probably I'd have to give it like a, a five five maximum for me. That's being generous from where I'm sitting. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. All right. I guess it's me. So I am a little biased. I'm the Food Wars PR person, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I've watched this whole series. I read it. I really enjoyed it. For the first five episodes, it just, it's the tip of the iceberg. Like, um, like to address some of the, you know, concerns Dan had, some of the characters felt, kind of felt one-dimensional, one-trick ponies. Kind of, Soma just kept rolling through all the challenges, you know. But as, you know, we go on more in season one, you meet more characters, more difficult challenges. And even as we get further, they do the typical anime thing where they bring up the Totsuki Elite 10. You finally get to meet them. And then we get even the adults they introduce are very important to this story. Um, For the first five, I would give it a solid eight out of ten. What about overall? Overall? What do you have it overall? So, if I were to give an overall score, as I look at my Food Wars mouse pad over there, um, <laughs> nine. Uh, I would give it a 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed this series. Okay, so for comparison, what does One Piece get? That's a 10 out of 10. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> there's no... There's no... <laughs> Okay, because I've got like one piece of like a nine nine one. Like I don't give tens out. There's problems with everything, you know. I mean, I literally have one piece tattooed on my arm. <laughs> yeah, he's all true. in. He, he's all in. <laughs> that is true. So you said uh, you had a food wars uh, mouse pad. What? What is? Who? Who is it oh, of? Here, let me grab it for you guys. I can show it to you. <laughs> so I want to know who it is. Who? Who you got over there? I don't want to spoil too much, but. It's oh, basically fun. a season two mouse pad. Okay. That's so pretty it's like cool a clock for all of them, basically. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was ready for a food guys a mouse pad, so I'm glad that you <laughs> have the wellness and you to not have that. Bro, I've got a wife. Do you think that would fly here? <laughs> <laughs> My man's keeping it classy. <laughs> She'd be I like, know. what the hell are you get, get out of this house right now? Like, Damn it. Tell her not to listen to this episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like Kevin's wife is probably like my wife, where she's like, "I don't like anime, so I'm not going to listen to your podcast." I'm like, "Perfect, yeah, literally." All yeah, right. you, you don't need Fine. to hear me talking about big old anime titties all day. Well, I explain some things to her. I'm like, "Yeah, this is kind of like what goes down," and she just gives me this look like, "What like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the is wrong with you?" Yeah, I feel like we've all gotten that look, though. Honestly, oh uh, yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, I guess that's it for Food Wars. Uh, it was a very fun uh, Thanksgiving uh, treat for y'all. But I guess we move on to the second segment of our show, right? Yes, sir. All right, All right we're going to do Crackpot Theories Part 3. And basically there seems to be no end to the crazy stories that anime fans tell themselves about the shows that they watch, whether it's wild hunches or unbelievable headcanon. We love looking into it and we want to share some of that with y'all. And if anyone who listens wants to talk about their own crackpot theories, hit us up on discord, Twitter, everywhere else. We're on most social medias. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe we can have your uh, theory. 
we can break it down a little bit, talk about it on the podcast someday in the future. Linktree.com slash anime DJs. Hey, plug. <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I think we, you know, since we have a guest, we should let him go first with his first crack or his crackpot theory. What do you got, Kriegs? All right. Have you guys heard of the Melancholy of Harahe Suzumiya series? No, I have not. Okay, I have so heard of it, but I have not watched it. All right, I'll give a quick summary so we're all kind of on the same page. I took this straight from Crunchyroll. Uh, Kion is a cynical and sarcastic teenager. The first day of his first year in high school is filled with hopes of a normal school experience. Hopes that are immediately dashed after meeting the beautiful and eccentric Harahi Suzumiya. Harahi is an athletic, brilliant, and completely bored with life. At Kion's accidental suggestion... She decides to create her own club, dedicated to finding and observing life's oddities, like the aliens, espers, and time travelers she believes walk among normal people. So this was a very famous light novel back in the early 2000s, and is really credited with um, the boom of light novels being created, and I think Poradora shortly followed this series as well, and only strengthened it. Um, it's created by Kyoto Animation, and I believe it was animated in 2008. So, basically, Kion um, is the only one to break down Haruhi's um, walls. She doesn't like talking to anyone. She's very, um, very, you know, off-putting to everyone. And she decides to create this club called the SOS Brigade. And she is bored with life. She's like, I want to meet an alien, a time traveler, an esper all this weird stuff. She's really into weird things, like a cult club. So, little to her knowledge, she's, Dion starts meeting these people. He runs into a time traveler. <laughs> he runs into an esper. He runs into an alien. And it's all because the world is bending to Harahi's will. Like, she's creating all these oddities happening. So there's this really good fan theory, I didn't think about this, that it's not Haruhi that's bending the will of the world, it's Kion. Kion is basically God. <laughs> mm. And he's subconsciously creating these um, scenarios to please Haruhi. Because there's also a theory he likes Haruhi, but they don't explore that too much. So my man is God and doesn't even know it. <laughs> maybe he does know it though he just don't want to admit it you know huh yeah it, it's kind of hard to explain if you haven't really seen the show but that's yeah. basically what it comes down to is like they just give countless examples of all this stuff that happens and I don't know maybe someone in the discord has watched this as well they might be able to help me out here the uh the club that you're talking about it it really reminds me of a uh, mob psycho uh the, yep. the one that shares the club that shares um the room with the body the uh body fitness body, club or body, improvement. body improvement club yeah well, yeah it, it sounds like on the same level as that you know what I mean so it's like uh, they call it the SOS Brigade Club and they just kind of like they just f around in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it's they the have same a club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> literally. They at one point they have a feud with the computer uh, club, and they have a little okay. competition to get a computer from. 
Okay. He's kind of I a like bully. That. I like that. Yeah, I've, nice. I've, I've thought about watching this before. I just haven't got around to it yet. It seemed like a really interesting uh, uh, drama, I guess you would call it, right? Yeah, it's like a... It reminds me a lot of um, Monogatari. It's very weird. It's mysterious. Without the etchiness, though, I think. No so. etchy. There's, there's no yeah. etchy. Well... No, there's some there's some fan service scenes, but not yeah. like Food Wars or Monogatari. <laughs> or Mon- yeah, Monogatari's got a bunch of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I would give it a watch if you're if you're interested. And you got you know you got something that you know kind of need to backlog it. It's on Crunchyroll. It's two seasons and a movie. Okay, so it's not too hard. I think it's like twenty eight episodes in total. Sweet. So I guess I'm next. So I've got two from AOT, so I'll do them back to back because they're pretty short. Um, so if you guys remember in the final, the very end, uh, spoilers, if you haven't watched the AOT final and you live under a rock, I'm I was sorry. About to say spoilers. Uh, so <laughs> this doesn't really pertain to the actual story too much, though, just the what if at the end. So at the end, we see a boy and his dog walk up to the tree that grew over Aaron's grave. And during the final battle on the back of the monolith titan that Aaron became, there was a man and a dog who were like storming the scout regiment or whoever they were at that point, you know, um, whatever they call them. But so like my theory here is that like, did they get the power of the attack titan and transcend time to come to this battle? And now we have a dog titan because like that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at these pictures you have up, and uh, it, they look very, very similar. So, where was the second picture sent from? I mean, did you get this from on the on Aaron? Yeah, so it's on Aaron's back. Okay, he's a giant skeleton titan thingy, my Bob. Okay, hmm. Hmm. I've never yeah. noticed uh, that while uh, we was looking at the back of Aaron, so. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, being a dog guy, when is that a dog titan? Like, that's fucking badass. And we got the end. <laughs> Holy shit, does he get the titan power? We're getting a sequel. And speaking of sequels, so Attack on Titan ended. And during the end, you're watching this like very futuristic city being built in the background, probably another <laughs> 3,000 years from now. Mm-hmm. Are the titans coming back? And are they going to fight fucking Gundams? Sequel, I'm a thousand percent it. Like that is that is not a crackpot theory. That is like my headcanon I want to happen. Because if we can have Titans fighting robots, that'd be so fucking badass, dude. I'd be very happy. I mean Titans are just mechas. They're just flesh mechas, dude. They really are. They really are. (laughs) Oh no. I yeah, guess I, I guess I like mechas now. So I, was yeah. gonna say, I ruined Attack on Titan for Tyler. I was like, dude, yeah. Attack on Titan's a mecha. It's yeah. it's going from like a, a I don't know what I have it as like a high eight to a, a high six now. So <laughs> all you have to do is say mecha. It loses two points, guys. <laughs> and literally set that up for Tyler. Like, yeah, how much do you like it? Yeah, in the back of his mind, this is a mecha. Yeah, I think I talked to Dan about this like three weeks ago. This has been in the chamber. <laughs> been in the chamber heavy i missed the aot um episode because i was traveling and i was like boys 
Gundam baby and I'm so in and I was like this is the perfect time to talk about it we're doing crackpot theories sorry yeah (laughs) sorry but not sorry tell your friends (laughs) but yeah Dan I'm glad you noticed this I didn't notice the 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 dog titan until my second watch through uh, where I was kind of taking more notes instead of just for pure enjoyment and I thought the same thing like maybe that's what happened I'm hoping the, the the titan cycle didn't restart Maybe if we got some 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 Gundams or some some extra mechas for them to fight, it'd be awesome. But yeah, yeah I think it's a you, great theory. You feel like the human race has to come up with some better weaponry as they build these futuristic skyscraper-ridden cities. You know, like a hundred percent. Give me some Gundams. And you think the Titan could beat a Gundam? No, they got beam sabers, dude. They're just gonna slice your head off right at the nape. Game over. Easy. Um, GGs. I mean. If, if if it depends, it depends on if we get any like dreams, like you know, like uh, what's his name? Uh, he he was able, he dreamed that he could fly. Yeah, and then we, flow, could be a we bird. flew. So <laughs> I could be a bird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, if shit like that's happening, then yeah, they can be Gundams, bro. So nah, <laughs> nah. Think Titans can battle in space, dude. Come on. We're not bad. It'd be cooler if they could. Imagine if we had a Titan with like a space suit on. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, but that I mean, I do wonder. I I think I said it, um, I think me and Bass talked about it. You do have to wonder like what that actually means, them going into that tree, just like uh Ymir went into that tree. So many thousands of years ago, so. But. Yeah, great theory, though. And th- this is what I love about this this segment. We just get to sit here and bullshit and talk about what ifs. Very fun <laughs> shit. Awesome. I have one more. I can save it to the end if you guys want to be really quick. Up to you. Go for it, man. All right. So my last theory, this is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And if you guys have watched part two, they fight the Pillar Man. And the Pillar Men decided to go into like hibernation because they couldn't beat a certain somebody. And that certain somebody is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he was a stand <laughs> user, baby. And the stand he had was Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> oh my God. That, hey, yo. That tracks so well. That's JoJo's in a nutshell, dude. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, uh, we've hit peak bullshit hour, so I'm, I'm here it, for it. It turns out I haven't read JoJo's yet, so I guess in Steel Ball Run, uh, Jesus Christ is is a character. So uh, they beat me to it. Yeah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Is that it, it for you, Dan? Yeah, that'll do her. All right. I'll I'll do one as well, and mine is from Attack on Titan. And my my crackpot theory, which I have evidence for, I have evidence, good evidence that Titan bodies are made of yeast or at least mostly yeast. Uh, I got some supporting evidence from uh, Tumblr from Dan Loves Anime uh, on Tumblr. So appreciate you backing me up on this one, my guy. (laughs) Um, So to start off, uh, we have Ymir, who is the original uh, Titan and has the founder and all the powers. So Ymir is actually the name of a Norse uh, frost giant that is made from yeast itself. 
So we have some real world world ties ties to this theory to start off. And you know what, guys, I always come with the facts. <laughs> Gotta come with the facts, boys. Um, and then out from here, I'll get into like the properties of yeast. So if you guys are into baking or if have have uh, seen yeast in action from maybe your your mom Can cooking. Can I ask a question real quick? Sure. Is this brought on for the from the fact that we watch Food Wars? No, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no, 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 I've, uh, I've had, I've had, uh, thoughts about this before and, uh, maybe I was after I saw like the info card, I think in season one or two uh, where they bring up yeast and I was like, this makes fucking sense. So I got okay. on Reddit and some people were backing me up. Okay. Um, so you guys know yeast, like it, it, in large amounts, it can produce like gas and heat when activated. So that's similar to like a Titan body or like you see with the Colossal Titan. Very, very hot. A lot of steam. Makes sense for yeast, right? And then yeast expands and grows over time, given certain conditions and humidity. And that would be your body turning into a Titan. And also, if you guys have ever made bread using yeast, you can you punch down the dough to reduce the volume. And it kind of just dissipates. Much like when they actually uh, stop using their transformation, or if you kill like a regular Titan, they're also very light, which would explain there being a, like a lot of uh, a large amount of air, a presence of air. And then, lastly, I want to bring up that Ymir is seen working with sand in the paths. Mm. You guys seen yeast before? It looks like fucking sand. She's just out there making bread. Yeah, I mean the paths probably smell crazy. But <laughs> it yeah, could be yeast. I'm just saying. So if you watch the, um, you know, extended version of Attack on Titan, there's actually scenes where Ymir is taking the little Titan body she makes and she puts them in the oven. Yeah. 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 You guys missed that? <laughs> oh, boy. You got, you got to watch the extended edition. <laughs> it's a big ass oven. God damn. Yeah, she's just like. I think he's watching shit like I watch it now. So, <laughs> oh man, the unabridged um, version. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiaotzu. I caught a Pokemon. Chiaotzu. Oh my god. Yeah, you, you're, you're never living that one down there, Tyler. <laughs> I love We're it. Never let, I love it. <laughs> we won't let it go. I'm telling you, my head cannon is strong. I see, I see. Um, and, I, and I'm going to finish off with a couple of other points. So on that info card that like started this whole thing in my mind, um, and I found that there were others, the yeast gang. And uh, <laughs> there's actually a special kind of yeast that, that's on Paradise Island, that it's only on Paradise Island. Um, so I think the subjects of Ymir, Ymir uh, just have a really bad yeast infection that gets activated by Titan powers at this point. <laughs> Or they're prone to yeast infections. <laughs> <laughs> so, do they not have OBGYNs in Attack on Titan? <laughs> I, I, I don't think so, man. Some medieval shit going on over there. <laughs> hey, man, they get airplanes by the end. Come on. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, then lastly, UV light, it, it, it activates yeast without heat. Um, and that'd be consistent with Hanji's findings uh, that Titans go dormant or they get very, very tired at night or in uh, areas with low lights. So makes sense. They all got yeast infections or are prone to yeast infections. And that's my crackpot theory. 
<laughs> so um tldr aaron is the bread winner is he really though i mean he lost well no he won because his goal in the end was to to lose so he mm. won right Mm. I mean, I don't know. Po- it, he, it depends on how you look at it, I guess. And I overall, I guess he won, but he lost. Lost the, the battle, won the war. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he had his Doctor Strange moment, and he just saw it was the only way. Man, what else are you gonna do? Uh, there was other ways. There had to be. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'll blame Armin. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> But that, that's that's interesting. Uh, only I think since you're a chef, Chef mm-hmm. Bass cooking it up over here. I like that. <laughs> I want to make some you, bread now. You. I want to make some bread and I want to make it shaped like a Titan. Do it. Play, Do play it. Send a picture as I cut it up and dip it into like goat cheese or something. Oh fuck right. yeah! I need someone on DeviantArt to do a Food Wars Titan collab. So they're building this yeast titan. I I need to see Soma making it. Someone do it. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody make it happen now. Instead of Ymir in the past, just Soma with his knives, just shitting and grinning his face. He just opens it up, pulls the knife out. That'd be so stupid. (laughs) Uh, All right, Tyler, what you got for your theory? So mine is a uh, bleach theory. Uh, it is about Eisen, and basically, it's it's saying that Eisen is actually a good guy, and so he just Excuse went. Me? Yeah. <laughs> so hear me Dead out space. now. <laughs> is he like Aaron Yeager, good guy, or like good guy? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think he was on the same level as Aaron Yeager, honestly, but I think that it could have been done better. You know, he he just went about it the wrong way. He wanted to do it the wrong way, but I could see this. I could see this, you know. So, you know, what if uh, what if Eisen actually knew about Yubaha and the Quincy's? Uh, the the war coming up, right? So, well, he what, definitely knew about the Quincy's. Well, what if he knew that the war was coming to for you Baja to you know try to overtake the so you know all that good stuff that we know about? So, what if that's the reason why he wanted to overtake the So King, Eisen, because he knew that the current So King probably couldn't defeat Yubaha. So, and he thinks that he's capable of defeating him and stopping the war from happening and all that good stuff, right? Because he can with his Shikai. Uh, And that's the thing. We only ever saw his Shikai and it was so OP and broken and it could probably defeat uh, Yubaha by itself, Right. So, imagine, like, and we didn't even get to see his Bankai, so imagine how broken that could be, but we didn't get to see it because, you know, plot reasons and stuff like that, obviously, because why would we need Ichigo if we have Aizen's Bankai, right? 
Um, so you're saying take over and destroy the Soul Society to save the Soul Society. Well, so this is where he went about it the wrong way. So he he could have flawlessly did what he needed to do if he would have just used his shit out on Ichigo, but he didn't. He let Ichigo be free of his shit and that was the reason why all this happened because he had everyone else, you know, um, like under his control, right? Hypnotized, right? Except for Ichigo, in a way. Boom. And so, and you know, the only—I feel like the only reason why he wasn't under his control is because of plot armor as well. Because, like I said, yep. he wanted Ichigo. They wanted Ichigo to advance. You know, you can't have. What's the point of having Ichigo if Aizen is capable of doing what Ichigo should do later? You know what I mean? So you're trying to tell me that Aizen is just gonna like infinite Sukiyomi the Bleach World? Imagine, bro. If his Shikai is this powerful, imagine how powerful his Bankai was. That we didn't even get to see. You telling me this man don't have a bonka? There's no way. Keep cooking, Tyler. I like this. Like <laughs> the only reason why we didn't get to see a bonka was because it would have it would have been like a moderate effect. Like it would have been so powerful that you would have to call in more powerful people, like the old uh, old Suki, to come down and defeat him. You know, and that would render Ichigo useless as well is the big reason so so the um, only thing defeating Aizen is plot armor plot armor and Aizen <laughs> himself basically yes because like I said we didn't we only seen a Shikai and his Shikai was so powerful that Ichigo barely won you know Ichigo <laughs> like he I mean we all saw it like Ichigo barely come out of that thing alive with just a Shikai and his Shikai wasn't even like Enforce onto Ichigo. It was just a raw battle, you know. So, um, but basically, you know, Aizen had the intention of saving the world and so society. But, you know, being a smart, tactical man as he is, you know, with powers capable of being called ass pools, he just went about it the wrong way, basically. And, but, like I said, how else could he do it? Because you're talking about like, you know, rendering Ichigo useless. You're talking about having a power like his Bankai that we don't even know about that would be way, way, way too OP. And plus, you know, he's like, he's going to take over the So King, the current So King, in order to become the So King himself. So obviously people wouldn't go along with that, but that's where the hypnosis comes in. And he just left Ichigo free to do what he wanted to do at this time because of plot armor, right? So well, the interesting thing with that is I don't think it's plot armor because I'm pretty sure Aizen knows the origin of Ichigo. Yeah. And knows that he is born of Quincy and Solar Reaper blood and has hollow in him too. So I think he it's like a science experiment for him. He's like I want to see what this kid can do because this is interesting. Because I've been trying to do this synthetically, and this yeah. homie just did it, you know. And it could yeah. be that, but you know, there's a like 
the whole thing is he didn't use a shikai on him, which allowed that tiny little room for error that did happen, and that's why his plan got fooled. So, yeah, Eisen. It's a combo of his arrogance was his downfall, and he was also very interested to see how powerful Ichigo could become. To Dan's point, he was he's been trying to mix Hollow and Soul Reapers and Quincy's. And then this kind of just all fell in his lap. And he's like, oh, this kid's going to be born having all these powers. Let me let me watch this for a little bit. Curiosity Not- killed the cat type beat. Yeah, yeah, Literally. yeah. yeah. I but- don't see Eisen being a good guy, though, because that ruins one of my favorite villains in anime. And I don't want that to happen. Hey, man. You didn't see when he caused the rumbling with those Menos Grande coming out? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, just think about it, though. Like, do you think Aizen could beat Uabaha with just a Shika? No. I'm going to say no. If if Captain Yamamoto had to bring out his Bankai and he got clapped... I don't see it happening. Remember, too, that Uabaha has that power that he can see the future so yeah. like he's gonna know what's coming so he's not gonna fall for it you know but this is this is all with just a shikai we were talking about his bankai too that we don't even know what it is but if a shikai is so op then imagine what his bankai could be i mean I'm, I'm, just, I'm assuming his bankai is basically the infinite Tsukiyomi at this point you know like that would make sense i mean you know yeah, that really would yeah hypnotize uh, everyone but I just think Yuhabaha is too strong, you know, and I think Yuhabaha could take down the fully fused Q like Aizen pretty effectively. I mean, that's like the big baddie of Bleach, and Aizen was just a stepping stone, no matter how badass he was, you know? Well, you know, even if he couldn't take him down... He felt, my theory is, you know, he felt like he had a better chance at taking him down than the current Soul King. Like I said, he just went about it the wrong way. And obviously we can't have Aizen, you know, be the, even though he stopped Ichigo's, you know, theme song, he's not going to become the main character. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Ichigo's still the man. So, not Aizen. And that's why... I think that we didn't see that progress, obviously. Um, one of the reasons why, but it would be fun ask. to like <laughs> see that um, like kind of confirmed or something like that, because I think it's possible, you know, that he was just trying to be a good guy. He was just trying to save the world, save the so society from, you know, Yuabaha and the Quincy's, even, you know, because he was cocky. He He felt like he could do it, so... I just feel like it doesn't fit his character, you know? But maybe you're hypnotized too, bro. (laughs) We're just in the infinite Tsukiyomi. (laughs) Okay. I'm hypnotized, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I am the MC, so, like, you know, he chose to, you know, pardon me. You know, so... Talk, talk, I, I, I've not had the Shikai used on me yet. Damn, but dude, you I have. can't believe I got Kyoka Suigetsu'd and you didn't, dude. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I have Minato and you don't. So You're right about that. I don't have a little Minato living on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you imagine Aizen's Bankai was the infant Tsukiyomi and then Kishimoto finally he's like, yo, you, you put that in there? I'm going to sue your ass. <laughs> 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 That's why he never did it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I wish did, I knew. They did beat Aizen in a very, very Naruto way. Yeah. Like, oh, we can't beat you. We're just going to seal you up and we'll worry about you later. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean, I I feel like it's a very valid thing that uh, that Eisen could be in his head wanting to be the good guy, but he, due to his actions and his, I guess you can say, not actions with Ichigo, he ended up being a villain instead. So. For good intentions, I guess. But cool. Uh, but I, I, that's that's my theory. Uh, I enjoy it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like your mecha shit either. <laughs> I just like Eisen as he is. I don't want him to be a good guy. I really like Eisen too. So. <laughs> Well, awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's Anime DGENs podcast. Uh, appreciate Kriegs coming on again. It's always fun we have him on. If you would like to check out his content, we'll uh, put the link tree in the bio and we'll drop it in our Discord as well. Um, not sure what we have coming up next week. We're, uh, we're not there yet. So we'll let you know in the Discord and uh, make sure to rate the podcast. And if you guys have any fun topics you think we should discuss, let us know in the Discord as well linktree.com slash anime dgens and hope everybody has a great thanksgiving go lions because that's the only day they get <laughs> <Peace>. <laughs> later watch and read food wars <laughs>